Hey guys, welcome back to Tap That AZ Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Walters. This episode, we travel over to Mesa to check out one of the newest and coolest tap rooms in the Valley. We also have a giveaway for this episode. So before we get into that, I want to thank you guys for listening to the show and for your support. If you haven't done so already, please subscribe on uh, your favorite podcast app. Always free to subscribe and listen to the Tap That Easy podcast. Leave a rating and review. Uh, if you're feeling up to it, I'd really appreciate that. And if you're feeling extra up to it, take a screenshot of that review. Send it over to me, eric at tapthateasy.com or... Uh, DM me through Facebook or Instagram, and I'll get you out some stickers. I really appreciate all the support from you guys. So a while back, I did an episode with Oro Brewing over in downtown Mesa, and Chuck at Oro was raving about the new place that was supposed to go in right behind them in downtown Mesa. So uh, I think I've said downtown Mesa like eight times. I think you guys know where this, where we're going with this, but uh, uh, literally going. But uh, So a little standalone building being put together by a group of awesome dudes. And the name of it? Chupacabra. Yeah, I mean, right away, hell yeah, I was intrigued from the beginning. So, since opening, these guys have hit the ground running, and for good reason. It's an awesome place, they're really cool guys, and their selection is fantastic. And uh, also, trying something new with this episode by recording the interview on video, so make sure you check out the video as well as photos taken by Mixed Mercury Media on this episode at our website, tapthateasy.com. So, for this episode, the guys at Chupacabra said that they're going to give away one any pint to the first 10 people who come in and say they heard about them uh, through Tap That AZ. They're even going to let you take that glass home. So be sure, get in there soon. Let's tap into Chupacabra Tap Room. Right, so we're in uh, the historic downtown Mesa, is that what they call it, officially? They do. Uh, I mean... I'm not sure how historic it is, but <laughs> 1949 is when okay. this building was built. So, I mean, it's for Phoenix it's Metro. Old that's for, pretty old. Right. Yeah. So, we're at uh, Chupacabra Tap Room. Um, I don't think we talked about this at beer school, but just saying the words, actually, it's real. It's a fun word to say. You know what I mean? It, it is. Yeah. I, I know we had, uh, I had a client in here, a couple customers in here on Sunday, and uh, her name was Angelica, this one that I'm talking about, and, and uh, she's Hispanic, and she went on about the Chupacabra legend for 45 minutes. Really? Yeah. She was teaching me things about it. So I was going to say it, things that you knew or this is new information? Some new information. Yeah. But it's just great because she, the whole time was, uh, when she just heard the name, she said, I cannot wait to get here. It's yeah. such a great thing for Arizona, especially Mesa. Yeah. So, it, uh, yeah, she, she had a great time with it. Nice. Nice. So, yeah, Chupacabra Tap Room. We're right off of Main Street yep. on Robson. Correct. Second building north of Maine. Nice, nice. So you guys are like uh, right, uh, right next to Oro. You've got the cider. Got Twelve West going on down the street. Some things going on. They keep coming in here drinking while they're working on that building. So it's, uh, <laughs> is that why it's taking so long? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> well, so let, let's. Uh, I want you guys to introduce yourself. We'll start with this gentleman. Like, what, what is your name and what is your role here at Chupacabra? Um, Eric. Um, as far as roles, we kind of all split roles and do similar things as far as just covering the hours and doing things. So Yeah. Working all hours of the day. Pretty much. Week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then uh, Trent. Trent Smith. And uh, same thing. Yeah. We're just all kind of figuring this thing out while, we're, while it's going. So. Yeah. Nice, man. Yeah. I'm Gary. And yeah, just like Trent and Eric, another one of the owners and juggling the hours and making it happen. Yeah. It's, a, it's like a rotation thing, right? You guys mm-hmm. are just, if shit needs done do it right yeah. <laughs> pretty much it right <laughs> yeah so do you guys all come from beer backgrounds 
or completely different like Gary here? <laughs> no, no. I'm a network engineer by trade, so I, I think that made me uh, get into beer out of a coping mechanism. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And what, what about you, Trent? What's your, what's your background? I'm a realtor. Uh, I've been doing it for 17 years, and, uh, you know, I just like to drink beer. And yeah. It's just something that we've talked about for a long time, um, about getting into something and doing it. And we, we did some home brewing and had fun doing doing that and realized really quickly that we're not brewers yeah. and, uh, <laughs> and decided to go this route. Nice. That's funny, too, because a lot of people are like, dude, we've made one batch and it was horrible, but we knew we loved it. You guys were like, we were like, screw this shit. <laughs> I, I mean, we kept doing it, but we knew yeah. it was a good time. It, yeah. yeah. Like, it was, you know, invite people, hang out, drink the previous batches, and yeah. nothing scientific about it. Right. <laughs> we were not trying to perfect. Yeah. It was... <laughs> make something drinkable and have a good time and it was a good time definitely for sure and i'm sure a lot of ideas for this place came out of those drinking sessions slash brewing sessions maybe yeah, yeah. <laughs> a little bit <laughs> so eric what is what do you what is um, your trade just online sales uh, okay. ebay and amazon stuff gotcha so yeah none of us really had any experience most of it was on the other side of the bar drinking okay and just kind of you know really enjoying beer and finding new things and and trying different places and and, you know, I think even more than homebrewing, that was kind of where the idea of, you know, this would be something that we'd like to bring together and the different talents and tastes and, you know, yeah. experiences we've had to create that for others. Yeah. That's awesome. And, and so do you, are you guys all from here? Are you all, uh, not, not Mason particularly, but Arizona? I guess Arizona natives? I moved here about 30 years ago from South Dakota. Okay. I've been here kind of somewhere in the East Valley since. Okay. Gotcha. So I am a native. Yeah. Born gotcha. and raised. Just, okay. yeah, not too far from here. Nice, man. Nice. I've been here about 10 years. I'm, I'm from the East Coast, so. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay, so. All, all over. Everything converges yep. into Chupacabra. That's right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so how did, so you guys start, started homebrewing. What made you guys think, okay, let's let's open a tap room, right? I mean, you guys are in your, your respective careers. Um, well, let me backtrack a second here, because you've had this particular building for a while, right? I have. Yeah. I, I ran another business out of here. Uh, I bought this building about 25 years ago. Okay. Ran a business out of it for about 18 of those, and then uh, through different circumstances, sold the, sold the business, um, went different direction, and then we've just been able to come back and get it and, yeah. and uh, make it, put our touches on it, and turn it into this. What was it? Can you say what it was before? Yeah, it was just it was an audio-video duplication store. Okay. What so do you mean duplication? Like? We, we just made copies of audio and videotapes, transferred okay. video to DVD and audio cassettes to CDs. Gotcha. Things like that. It's, yeah. I mean, all things that you can do now on your Apple computer right. <laughs> that, that back in the day you can charge $100 for a DVD for. Now, uh, you know, you can't really do much with it. So That's true. Yeah. There are things like that that I see like uh, like a bead store. Mm-hmm. I'm like, there's a, you're paying rent for a bead store? And apparently it works, man. Like, right? <laughs> I tell you, there's a fiber, there's a, a store right around the corner here called Fiber Factory. Uh, they've been in business for probably 30 years now. And you go back in their in their parking lot and there's... 30, 40 cars back there. So they uh, they seem to be doing pretty well. Hey, you know, I mean, just I guess just because it's not my thing doesn't mean it's not somebody's that's thing, true. right? That's true. Because <laughs> for me, I'm like, oh, beer? Yeah, that's that place is going to be packed, you know? And that's how it's been for you guys too, right? It's We talked about this earlier. It's hit the ground running. So far, so good. Yeah. It's been pretty incredible. Yeah. So what about, what? where did the idea to say, hey, we're going to open up a, a tap room? How, how long ago was it? Man, I think we 
It was late 2017 when we initially applied for the liquor license, and then we had talked about it a little bit before that. So, I mean, a few years back. That's pretty quick, though. Like, that's that's pretty quick, right? And I, I think that we all kind of wanted to do something like this before that. I know I've wanted to do it for a long time, and I've spoken with Eric about it for years. Um, I think one turning point for me was when I really knew I wanted to. Uh, the Wandering Tortoise was probably my favorite spot. Okay. Just had that nice, intimate feel. Um, I love that place. The Whining Pig was a big influencer. You know, just cool little spots like that. And then uh, we have a good buddy that opened up Tipsy Cactus. Okay. And we spent a lot of time at Tipsy with Sean over there. And, and um, I mean, it just, everything about it just made sense. Just wanted to get into it. Yeah. And, and why, why more so than, than like a brewery, like a production, a place that actually made it? I mean, obviously, the, the home brew. Well, you have to be good at brewing. That's right. <laughs> and, and not only that, you have to have a lot of money. Uh, That's true because you're building out these things. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I think, uh, you know, this was just the perfect venue for us to kind of get our feet wet and, and do something without, you know, borrowing millions of dollars to open up a brewery. Yeah. And hoping that it opens, right? right. Hoping that everything falls into place. Right. Yeah. Um, so... This building is awesome, man. Like it's it's it looks old. Just and, and was it was there a lot of work you guys had to do from the previous, like the transfer? Um, company? Yeah, when we we started, it had uh, interior walls. Uh, there was a drop ceiling. Um, the bathrooms were tiny. It had two bathrooms, uh, but they were both three by five feet. Okay, and like um, an airplane kind of. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's a good analogy. <laughs> yes. Um, so we wound up having to basically demo it down to just the shell and uh, rebuild it definitely some stops you know a lot of the work as far as like removing walls and ceilings and different things we did ourselves um kind of one of those two three four built type of things that you know didn't really read our plans as well as we should have and (laughs) you know build our new bathroom wall out of wood and realize the next day they had to be out of steel studs and tear it down Uh, so you know a lot of things like that where if we'd uh the bathrooms we built three times. That's what I was trying to say. <laughs> <laughs> like because, like because of like the the city saying you need to do this, or just because it kept falling down. I think a lot of it was because uh, <laughs> we're idiots, yeah. and uh, yeah. we tried to do some things, and it didn't work out the first time. Then we decided to do a little bit more research and do it again, and then hey, we finally got it right. So. Yeah. <laughs> we, we did not fail. We found two ways that did not work. Hey, that's true. That's, that is the way to look at it, man. It's perspective, right? It's mindset. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So when you came in here before, it was like like drywall walls? Like it yeah. So there was, like there was drywall walls. Okay. Those came down really easy. Um, the ceiling, which we thought would come down really easy, did not. It was drywall, plaster, chicken wire, plaster, and a bunch of insulation. So um, that was less pleasant. Yeah, and um, and then also pleasant. the walls. Um, now they're the exposed brick, but there was a ton of layers of paint and drywall and stuff on them. So um, when we started, we bought uh, five gallons of paint stripper, thinking you know this is going to make a chunk. Um, it wound up being around thirty gallons of paint stripper, <laughs> um, including Trent with chemical burns all over his legs. Oh man! Um, so. Yeah, it was it was a process, but I mean, the chemical burns would not have been so bad if my good friend Eric would have taking the hose off the power sprayer and sprayed me off <laughs> instead he hopped around uh, not knowing what to do yeah while i'm over the, while i'm screaming in pain uh anyway that's, that's a side story you with the high pressure washer yeah <laughs> just just spray me off he's got his big ass pocket knife he brags about having with him every time i need a knife yeah 
Um, but he, he can't figure out how to take his knife out of his pocket and cut the goddamn hose and spray me off. <laughs> oh, my legs are melting. That hose was $12. <laughs> but look at the fun you had. Yeah. Your skin grows back. <laughs> Scar- right? Scars to prove it, man. <laughs> Stories are permanent. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that's what's cool about uh, people that are, that are putting things like this together. Is like, you guys are doing it, right? It's not like, hey, um, let's hire somebody to, to do this, and then we'll come back and two months and oh it's done looks great no you guys are experiencing like the when you look at this place you're like that's our place there, there were certain things we felt like electricity and water should be handled by an expert yeah you know not us with youtube but uh <laughs> electricity's a yeah crucial and, idea. anything that we were able to do we, we did ourselves yeah now, everything else actually yeah everything except that what about the bar here? Like, I, I, it kind of freaked me out for a second when I was setting my equipment up. There's a scorpion, like, embedded in the, in the bar here. That scorpion's pretty cool. We, it is. We yeah. have this, uh, I, I mean, I'll, I'll be the first to admit, I voted against it. And, <laughs> oh, really? uh, it, you know, since we have three partners, that, that's one thing that's great about having an odd number is, you know, someone always gets left out, and typically it seems to be me. Yeah. But um, I wasn't a big fan of the scorpion. I don't like, I don't like bugs, and there's also a black widow over here. But uh, the guys that were built the bar for us, the Liquid Metal Concepts, they, they did such a great job. They're a machine shop in Phoenix, and uh, they wanted to get into doing some more furniture things. And, and uh, So when they were pouring the epoxy on the big table we have over there, a bee actually flew into it and landed in it. And it's, there's a bee in there now, and it just looked really cool, so it gave them all these other ideas. So yeah. this bar part hadn't been done yet. So that night they went home and found a scorpion and a black widow and threw those in here and... Looks pretty cool. Where do they live? Like, you could just go and get a black widow and a scorpion. Gilbert. Yeah. (laughs) To this day, I don't know how they were able to corral them in here without, like, because the bugs aren't squashed or anything. Like, the freezer. uh, Well, yeah, getting it to the freezer is the tricky bit, though. (laughs) That is very true. Yeah. It's one of life's great mysteries. Right. (laughs) Yeah. That's a good conversation piece for people sitting at the bar, right? You don't know this person. It's also going to be a great conversation piece when someone sits at the bar and then falls on their ass because they're afraid of a scorpion (laughs) on the bar. (laughs) So that was my point the whole time. Uh, Is that another story? My point was, hey, listen, uh, if I sat down at the bar and saw a scorpion, I would probably fall off the bar stool uh, getting away from it. Seeing him repeatedly flinch for the first couple weeks getting used to the scorpion (laughs) when he'd sat down a beer was worth it. <laughs> yeah, I still when I'm when I'm working, I'll still put the coaster over that. Yeah. So I don't have to, every day I walk in the coasters on that. I don't want, I don't like looking at it. Oh man. So okay. So uh, you decide you're going to open up a, a tap room. Um, did you have w- when did the name come about? Because if if anybody listened to the to the beer school episode, uh, we talked a little bit about that. So was that for? It- when did that come about? Well, let, we'll let Gary get this one because it's yeah, his so house. Yeah, so we we had uh, initially some names that we were we were tossing around and and uh, stuff that was good, but nothing we really were were absolutely in love with and felt like was a good fit. And um, we were uh, all sitting around drinking in a pool uh, with our wives, talking, just kind of brainstorming, and we kind of went down this path of like the Bigfoot or the Jackalope or whatever. And uh, Michelle was then like. Well, call it the chupacabra, like jokingly. This was your wife, yeah, yeah. And and everyone, we were kind of like, "Well, that's that's great." She was like, "No, I'm joking. That name's terrible." Because <laughs> she's like, 
people are going to call it chupas. Like, that means sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I did not know so, that. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, I, I don't know, man. I think, and, and, and then, you know, we mostly like liked it, but I hadn't totally settled on it. And I think you guys can tell this story better because I wasn't there. You went up to Prescott, I think. and No, actually, just uh, we had an appointment with the liquor board here oh. downtown Phoenix. Yeah. Um, we go in and we sign ourselves in as Chupacabra Tap Room. And uh, there's four other people in there. I, they own some bars in Prescott area. Well, when they called us up to the window, called us up as Chupacabra Tap Room. And those four people, every one of them said, man, that name is amazing. Great job oh, with that name. Man. So nice. that was kind of when uh, you know, our little light bulb went off. I looked at Eric. We kind of smiled a little bit. We walked out there giggling and uh, said, I guess we're Chupacabra Tap Room. So that, that was just your sign-in. Like, you're just like, yeah, we got to put something here. Let's just right, start Chupacabra right, on there. Right. Yeah. And you had other people that have that are in the same industry, like-minded, that were like, "Dude, that's awesome." We, everyone we've spoken to, yeah, loves the name. Yeah. Uh, the way we branded it, Gary had a great guy that he contacted that did all of our uh, our logos and, yeah. and branding, and, and he killed it. So I love that logo, man. It really yeah. turned out well. Yeah, and it fits this place too. Like that that logo design, the font, everything fits like the brick building and and everything man it does it has a lot of arizona vibe in it too so it it's uh it's the whole southwest type of type yep. of feel and you got that your your tap handles dude i love love those tap handles you got the light up one still we do yeah. uh the battery's dead because we kept showing it off to everybody yeah. so <laughs> we got to get a new battery in it but uh that one i think we're going to put on when uh you know we need a run low on a keg and kind of want to blow it out and get something else on we'll throw that one on and run a special on it that'll be a highlight one light that bad boy up yeah, yeah. that's a good idea because it draws people they're like dude what is that right like oh we're trying to blow this keg it's three bucks a pint or whatever right. yeah I like that is that. a good idea I hadn't heard that like I said I only, need, I only needed two votes you've been out of town buddy yeah <laughs> All right, so so you get your liquor license now. Your Chupacabra Tap Room, you you start, to, you know, tearing the shit out of this place, building bathrooms multiple times. Right? Uh, were you at this point talking to other tap rooms, kind of getting? Did you guys do some research on like, hey, can I get some feedback on what you guys did or anything like that? Not really. It kind of applied to a lot of the stuff we did. We didn't ask questions. Um, or seek advice like we should have. Um, it would have made the process so much easier. I mean, once we got the license, um, we thought it would be pretty straightforward. We, we looked at a number of locations, um, partly because the um, liquor department said we couldn't do one here because schools were by there. Um, because there's a ordinance of how close churches and school can be. And it was a whole process of repeatedly talking to them. I don't understand how breweries are open that have the same licensing requirements. Yeah. Finally, on the fourth call, got told if it's an entertainment district, it doesn't apply. And so that's when we learned that Mesa was an entertainment district and we could do it here. So moving forward. But there was definitely um, – we couldn't get an architect until our friend at uh, Tipsy Cactus gave us his architect's uh, contact just because the scale of the job was too small. Okay. And they were just busy. Getting return calls was definitely an issue. Yeah. So. Um, Every time we asked for help, people were super supportive, um, really helpful, and, and it, it's been great that way. We, unfortunately, did not do that as much as we should have. <laughs> so when you open up location number two, you're going to ask more questions? To people. <laughs> we also have a long list of lessons learned along the way. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. <laughs> we'll build uh, the bathrooms once. Just one time. Yeah. You're going to wear pants when you're stripping paint, right? <laughs> right. And, 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 and shoes and a shirt. Right. Uh, <laughs> 
no more shorts and nothing else. You're like in cut off like jean shorts, probably with the pockets hanging out. Basically, yeah, yeah and, and flip flops. <laughs> flip flops. Yeah. Uh, that's why Luke and I were uh, trying to shoot a photo for the cover of the the book that we're working on. And so we go. I live out by the you know Sonoran Preserve. So I'm walking in flip-flops, man. And he's like, what the fuck are you doing, man? Like, I have no idea. That was a horrible decision. Right. Getting shit all on my feet. But anyways, uh, yeah, so lessons like that, right? Uh-huh. You just you don't know until, until you do it, which I should have known. But Unfortunately, it took yeah. us two or three times before we actually learned the lesson. But yeah. hopefully, next location, we'll, uh, you know, we'll do it right the first time. Yeah, yeah. So well, how did you get the, the taps? Like, how do, how do you even go about um, – you got the idea for a tap room. How do you go about um, – saying okay who do we want on tap or are those people gonna give us beer uh or sell us beer whatever how do you how does that even work i think eric is the 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 smart guy with all that stuff he's he does most of our ordering he this guy remembers every beer he's ever had for the last 15 years it's impressive <laughs> man it's, it's incredible <laughs> i got true that's that's bullshit we're not joking really? uh, <laughs> we've had conversations before where someone eric and i or eric and i gary were out somewhere and and uh, we just meet a random person. He's like, have you ever had such and such? And I'm like, man, I don't think so. And Eric looks at me and he's like, yeah, you did. It was four years ago in San Diego. We went to the this and that. And then, <laughs> then remember, we went back to my sister's house and we had it there. I got the cans at this liquor store. I'm like, what in the fuck <laughs> are you talking about? Dude, but that's impressive, it, man. It really is. That is impressive. Do you, do you do untapped? So do you keep track that way or you just know? Um, I started doing untapped. And then when you start to see... All of those beers checked in. It's creating a log that can be a little embarrassing for people <laughs> to see that. So of what you've drank, yes. Yeah. So uh, I, in general, I don't actually. Okay. Um, if there's something I really want to remember, or that's you know sometimes late night when you hit something special and yeah. you know you're going to not remember, yeah. then I do. Okay. But, yeah. Um, as far as getting the beer, uh, some of it's easy. Um, there's there's three main distributors that all kind of divide it, and once you have your license, um, either they'll contact you or if you just contact them. That's really straightforward to set up. Okay. Um, there's a few other smaller ones. Um, a lot of the stuff that's local or that's, that's brewed in Arizona it, that has limited uh, distribution, some of that's just you seek them out, okay. contact them, meet up, talk. Reach um, out to Tombstone, say, yep. hey, dude, love your shit. Exactly. Love to get it, yeah. You know, sometimes you have to show up. Um, we've had some different things in Tucson that's distributed in Tucson, but... You know, they don't distribute here. They're willing to sell to us, but you have to pick it up. Oh, gotcha. And so yeah. some of that goes on, but it's, you know, it's kind of a fun search to seek out what can you get that's different. Also, it's nice to highlight things from Arizona. Yeah. Um, you know, Phoenix is big and has a lot of stuff here, which people get, but, you know, a lot of other cities in, in Arizona are producing, you know, some great beer. So it's nice to bring in things that isn't necessarily common around Phoenix. Yeah. Yeah, well, and, and that's that's uh, it, your your tap list shows that too, right? I mean, you have everything from uh, Lacombe to Avery to uh, Cidercore. You do mm-hmm. just right across the street who are just awesome. It's so awesome to be close to. God, those dudes are yeah. so great, man. Yeah. And Cidercore, they they just crush it. Everything they do is amazing. So yeah, we're lucky. We we go through. I mean, shoot, I'd put on more than one tap of theirs if we could. It's it's a great seller, but you know, we'll go through a, a half barrel every four days or so, but. The best part about it is we just walk down the keg and yeah. will a new one back. Yes. So it's, <laughs> yeah. they could be busy, they could be packed, and you just walk in and they're like, "Hey, what do you guys need?" Yeah. Bring it right out to us. So it's they're, they're awesome. That's awesome, man. Yeah, and and when I, well, we should kind of talk what we we're talk about what we're drinking. So this is the uh, what is this called again? The Aquaflage. Aquaflage. Yeah, man, this thing is fantastic. And uh, somebody asked for a blend of this the other day, right? They did. Uh, well, we do a lot of. Uh, sour ciders where we'll mix the sour with the cider 
Um, actually, the Cidercore boys actually came down there and started doing it, and then uh, it's just carried on. We now have a, a thing in our in our Square device saying, you know, it's, it's the whole thing for Sour Cider, so we ring it up as a Sour Cider now. So oh, wow. we get a lot of that. Um, a guy asked for Cali Creamin on Sunday. Uh, did two of those, Cali Creamin and, and that Aquaflage. Yeah. Um, he loved it. That so, would be good, man, because yeah. it's creamier. That gets a little, like we were talking about, yeah, right. it's a little more of a creamy right. cream ale, which sounds weird, right. because some cream ales are not creamy. Right. right? This definitely <laughs> is. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we that, that's a, that's a It would be like a blueberry here. cream soda. It's exactly what it tastes like. and delicious. It, oh, it was man, great. That sounds great. Yeah. What, what are you drinking, Eric? Um, so I have the Odell. Um, uh, I just forgot what I had. The uh, Cloudcatcher. Um, oh, it's gotcha. a... Uh, Hazy milkshake IPA. Yeah, how is that? It's good. Yeah, it yeah. is. It looks and it's for a milkshake hazy. Like it's pretty. It looks pretty light. I, I, I like that it's kind of light. Yeah. Like it's it's just got the element of it. Sometimes I feel like you know I got a smoothie at Sonic when you have some of the milkshake IPAs. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, they're just a little too thick. So this is like the perfect blend where you're still getting like the nice hop, fresh crispness while have a hazy element to it. Heck yeah, nice. I'm drinking the Huss Coffee Kolsch this morning. So classic, hey. man. That's yeah. a classic. Yeah. Absolutely. Nice. Coffee. <laughs> coffee coffee Kolsch. That's right. I don't feel so bad if I'm drinking Coffee Kolsch. Right. Yeah, exactly. Gary, you said you were going to get some coffee, too. and then you, Yeah, and then I changed my mind here. Coffee. I have the uh, Citrus and Piney from Hop Concept, which uh, they're out of California. Super drinkable. Seven, I think it's seven and a half percent or so. Nice. Really okay. good. Got some little oomph to it then, huh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So, um how do you go about like so let, let's say that uh you know you want to get the shop right you say hey you got this can release you really just reach out to them at that point and say hey love what- you, you can some of the limited things are based upon um depending on the brewery um sometimes if they're local they'll just basically give you a favor and and hook you up with something limited okay um, a lot of the national brands it's kind of based on are you buying some of the regular products and then you're getting limited products and it's kind of like a give and take blend um, so if you look at a list, we have 28 on tap. They all rotate. Um, some of them are more core beers and things that you know and, and that are regular, which is you're going to recognize something you see coming in. A lot of them are one-offs or limited in, in rotations. Um, so it's just kind of a blending of that, too. Um, I think there's something to be said for having, you know, beers that are known, partly because people who aren't super creative or trying to find the newest thing also find something they know and like. And For so sure. you kind of want to create a balance where uh, the whole list is comprised of where someone comes in that you can uh, form something that they're seeking out. Yeah. Yeah, man. Absolutely. And, and cans, too. So you throw in some cans as well. Um, I saw you had some, I think, the tomb, yeah, a couple tombstone cans. And um, that's cool to have just, you know, beyond the taps, some, you know, some of the can stuff as well. Because uh, I know it's hard sometimes, like, with, like, uh, specifically, like, tombstone, right? They don't necessarily send kegs all the time but they're always doing those can releases so. yeah that's true yeah uh so the, the first time i was here is actually with uh, uh with josh from from cider core i was gonna meet those guys and he's like dude chupacabra is doing like a penny pint was it penny pint or something it was. For that the was TV the, the fox 10 tv segment at like nine o'clock in the morning something yep, like that right yeah and there was about <laughs> 
seemed like 60 people in here. We were packed. <laughs> that yeah. was, uh, we were told the day before around 4 p.m., yeah. hey, we're going to be out there at 9 in the morning or 8.30 in the morning. We're going live at 9 and then 9.20. Make sure the place is packed and you have uh, five food dishes. Well, we don't have a kitchen. <laughs> we don't have a kitchen. And uh, it's 9 in the morning. Right. I mean, I do have a lot of alcoholic friends, yeah. uh, but <laughs> most of them do work. Mm-hmm. So it was one of those where Gary got on Instagram and, and threw up the penny beer, come down and support us. And we did have a lot of, a ton of the local, uh, most of our regulars were down here. The local regulars, they, you know, got down here early and all the boys that built the, uh, the bar for us came I down. I have seen those guys. Yep. Yeah, they were cool. Yeah. So yeah, we had a packed full house and, and then we had a Chino's uh, food truck Dude. come out and Ocean killed it, put out five amazing uh, dishes for us. and Yeah. So it all came together really quickly, but it, it was cool. It was a good little segment. That was. He came in, uh, Corey, right? Corey McCluskey? Corey, yeah. Yeah, he came in, and he was like, whoa. He's like, you guys, you really did it. Right, he did. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. the first thing he did, he came in, and he yelled, health inspector. Oh, yeah. Which, uh, <laughs> which uh, Eric and, and Gary and I, we've been pretty concerned about that. Because we, you know, first time doing this, we weren't really sure uh, what to expect. And we have been told the health inspector will be in a few weeks after we open. Yeah. And that just happened to be a few weeks after we opened. Ah. And, uh, I mean, I think my first instinct was, oh, shit. <laughs> of all days. Not today. Of yeah. all days, he's coming in today. We got this place packed, giving penny beers out. <laughs> <laughs> With a food truck out there right. and just laying food out on yes. the counter. Yeah. But, but it was not the health inspector. It was inspector. not. It was Corey just being Corey. Yeah, he was cool, man. It was fun meeting him. He's yeah, he nice was guy. cool, man. He just, he just like, uh, talked to the guys at um, Adventurous Stills, and they were talking about when he came in. He's he's just bullshitting, and like, yeah. all right, we're going on in five, four, and boom, he just nails it. Yeah. Yeah. He, he did a great job. Yeah. That's what he does, what he does, I guess. He still, he mentioned something about cough drops when he started the segment. and, and yeah, I, That was I really still, awkward. I, I, I've watched I think this. he was making fun of Eric always eats where there's originals. And I, I thought it was a joke to that, but I'm not real sure what he was I don't know about. how he would know that. But he said that on live TV? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's like, nice cough drops. I was like, what? They aren't a little char iron in the counter, <laughs> okay. though. I, I, didn't, I didn't get it. I've watched that segment four or five times trying to figure it out. And I still don't understand what he's talking about. But other than that first 15 seconds of awkwardness, uh, everything else turned out pretty well. Everything went pretty smooth. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, what's the name of the food truck again? Chinos? Well, that one was Chino's. Chino's. Dude, that guy makes some great shit. It's like an Asian fusion. Right. Yeah, yeah. Asian Hawaiian. Chino, uh, Ocean's awesome, man. Chino's yeah. Grills is absolutely one of my favorites. Yeah. That was a good one to pick for sure. Very good. Yeah. He, he was here. He was here our opening night. He's he's been one of the, the, the I mean the the most supportive out of all the food trucks. He's always here willing to help out. So yeah, he was our first call for sure. And we said we have to have a you know five dishes at nine in the right. morning. <laughs> he's like, really, Trent? All right, I'll be there at eight. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You call him at three in the morning. Say, hey, I need you here in five right. hours, pretty much. Yeah. Well, you got a perfect spot too for the food trucks. That's great, dude. That's awesome. And I mean, with you guys opening, I mean, by the time this goes out, like what three months ago really when was opening day like when did you guys open the 14th of june was okay. our grand opening so we've been uh, just over eight weeks right now gotcha so you guys really probably haven't got to take advantage of this great patio you have either surprisingly enough man at nighttime that thing is packed especially yeah. on friday and saturdays it's completely full nice, um, there's not an man. empty seat out there yeah i mean once the sun goes down it's not too bad and the way this True. building sits we do have a lot of shade uh yeah. exposure kind of on that side of the patio that so it's nice yeah yeah it's a good thing you're not open in the morning, though, right? I don't get it. Right. That, that window seat wouldn't be taken advantage of very, very often. That's right. So, um, so you got a rotating cast of uh, food trucks that come here? 
Yeah. We do. Uh, Chino's is definitely one of the regulars, but um, uh, we also have um, on Taco Tuesday. It's always um, th- they have two trucks: it's El Taco Santo and El Taco Demon. They're always they're always here. Okay. On Thursdays, we have uh, Dare Worst hot dogs, which are absolutely amazing and uh, definitely the most offensive and the best way hot dog names I've ever had in my <laughs> life. <true>. If, if <laughs> you ever get a chance, uh, just read his menu. Yeah, if you if you want to laugh for thirty minutes. Yeah, I think one's called the Dirty Sanchez. It's it's amazing. <laughs> That's um, bold to call your food <laughs> shit like that, right? Uh, and, no pun and that's, intended. That's, but. that's the most PG that they get. It, it, it gets is. worse. Um, but uh, and then usually Friday and Saturday uh, are rotating depending on you know who's available and who we have booked. Um, and we're starting to add Sundays and Wednesdays as you know as we can. Nice, nice. So when, you, when are you guys open? I didn't talk about that. What days are you guys open? Hours? We're open every day. Um, okay. On weekdays we open at two p.m. Uh, we close at um, 11 p.m. Monday through Thursday. On Fridays, we're open until 1 a.m. Okay. Uh, on the weekends, we open at noon. Um, Saturday, we open at or we close at uh, 1 a.m. and then Sundays at 9 p.m. Gotcha. But okay. frankly, we rarely close at that point. Like you know, we're firm believers and never close early. But if people are still here having some beers, don't chase them out with a broom. Yeah. When, right. You know. <laughs> yeah. Right. So. With your pressure washer hose, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, they'd be here till four a.m. before he got the hose away. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, man. Sorry to bring up with those personal stories. Up, but well, uh, I got to be bringing up old stuff. <laughs> I, hey, I just, <laughs> I think that was my that was on me, man. Uh, so, what uh, events? You guys do any events like? trivia night uh things like that nothing regular we we just did an event um with pizza port uh last saturday where um if you were able to beat the brewer at either connect for uh hungry hungry hippos or uno you would win uh swag from pizza port or if you lost they would probably still give you swag right Um, (laughs) the uh then we have another one coming up i think on the 20th of september is that right I think it's whatever's a Saturday. I think it's a twenty. Um, and that's also with Pizza Port, but also uh, Coronado and Odell's. Um, and that one's going to be a uh, jukebox death match. So we'll uh, we'll give a category like one hit wonders or eighty music or whatever, and each brewery will will pick a song that'll be played, and then everyone in the bar votes and really votes as far as like uh, what's what, the best fit what for that. Like, yeah, uh, so like yeah. one hit wonders, like whoever plays Ice Ice Baby is winning. Yeah, um, <laughs> absolutely, that yeah. sort of thing. Yeah, that's a cool idea. We're also doing an event on uh, September 7th for uh, International Beer Day. Um, both Gary and I's uh, wives are nurses. And so they want to do where um, they get a, when they do night shift, often they're looking for somewhere that's open or a bar or a place to go. And ever since we opened, they've talked about when are you know, open up for us to come in the morning. So we thought that'd be the right time. Yeah. And so we're going to be open that Saturday. Open early, probably at eight o'clock. Um, someone else. So we have a crepe truck that will be coming down, and we're going to open up. So when they get done, we'll we'll open that day early, and and uh, they're basically promoting it at the. They both work at Danner Desert, Danner Desert, and uh, <laughs> so we're going to open up early and do some morning events. And but they, you know. they promote it as a church. They're going to church early. That's yeah. what all the nurses say when they get off work at uh, at four in the morning or five yeah. in the morning. Let's go to church. So. I guess we're going to be open for a Saturday service. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say, uh, do they know about it? I didn't know if it was a surprise, but it's a much better marketing strategy to let more people know about it. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) that's a good move. (laughs) So, what's what's your guys' goal like for, or what what do you guys see on the horizon for this for this place for the next say year? The next year, I think is. I mean, a lot of what we're still doing is figuring out the process. I mean, we have a ton of. 
we did a soft opening and and really thought it'd be a soft opening where we got to figure out stuff and uh what happened was bri 12 west and oro all put it on their instagram and facebooks and i think we Cider were, Core did also yeah so we got uh thinking we're gonna get you know 15 people in because we've told no one um at one point we had like 65 people here and on the it, opening day, like that's off the opening. Oh yeah, it was. We didn't know how to do the POS system. Um, my 14-year-old daughter had set up the POS POS system for us the day before. Yeah. So um, it's kind of been hit the ground and running, and it's been great that you know we've had so much support and have been busy and and it's gone well. Um, the problem is it's been busy and gone well, and and I think some of it is is some of just our systems in place is it's trying to get it where things are smooth and. You know, we're not always playing um, catch up or or planning for today and at best maybe tomorrow. Yeah. You know, and try and get where <laughs> yeah. you know things are a little more smooth and and functional that way. Yeah. I think it's kind of our thing. It um, is. We do have some uh, uh, shelving for the cooler coming in this week. Okay. Or hopefully, if not this week, next week, that'll be a big help. If you've looked in that cooler, you know there's zero room for. Maybe even another keg, let alone a six foot four guy trying to get back there uh, changing kegs. Yeah, yeah. The walk-in's about four feet wide and uh, ten and a half feet long, and it currently has sixty some kegs in it. Holy shit! So it's packed. Yeah, yeah. we like to present this nice, calm. You know, everything's fine. But if you peel back the cover, man, it's the crazy train underneath yeah. of it, dude. Gary did have the, the best quote, I think. Uh, well, he said a really, he said two really good ones that I think about <laughs> daily. Uh, one makes me laugh a lot, and the other one just makes me kind of giggle. But the first day is all, hey, listen, uh, this is soft opening. Two minutes before we're opening up, and I'm already stressed the fuck out. <laughs> we're hanging photos. We're doing, I mean, right then, and I feel like Gary and Eric are just taking the time all nice and calm. And I, I, I'm more of the uh, high-strung guy. Yeah. So Gary says, hey, Got us all together. Hey, if someone, if someone is nervous and starts portraying that, it's going to affect all of us. And he looks right at me. <laughs> Eric, Eric looks at me. I'm, all, I'm all, all right, all right. I got it, man. I'll try. I'll try to take a deep breath. If someone, yeah, if someone yeah. his name may rhyme yeah. with Trent. And then imme- immediately, uh, two hours into it, I'm cussing Eric out because he changed the POS system on me, <laughs> which I didn't realize I did until the next day. We had a. Uh, this, this is on a, a Thursday. Tuesday. A Tuesday. So on a Wednesday, we had an appointment at the bar. We go to the same barber. And so we, uh, we usually go there and, and uh, together we you know, have an hour to sit and talk. And, and so we're there. And he's all, you remember cussing me out last night? I'm all, what are you talking about, man? He's all, yeah, I changed the page on the POS system. And you started cussing me out. F you, F me, F this, F everything. <laughs> What's going on? So, <laughs> I'm done. I'm done with Day this. One. I'm Day done with this bullshit, man. So... <laughs> But you calmed down then. Yeah. yeah. I mean, listen, I had, uh, I trained on the POS system for, I don't know, 18 seconds before the yeah. first person came in here. And in 10 minutes, there was 30 people in here drinking. So yeah. I had no idea what I was doing. Yeah. I've never done this before. And I finally got used to one page on the POS system. And then I look at it and it was different. I'm like, what happened here? And Eric's response was, oh, I like it better this way. <laughs> I'll call him too, probably. Right. Yeah. Oh, he's he's fine. He, he wasn't sweating at all. Yeah. We we did change how we were doing tabs and working the POS system three different times through the course of our soft opening slam day. Yeah. Oh, and we changed how the board was. So I mean, things were constantly in movement too. So, you know, you got used to something, and then a half hour into it, we're like, "This isn't working. Let's change it to this." But it, 
you know, you're still busy. So it's not like all of a sudden everything stops and readjusts. It's yeah. all in flux and a mess. Yeah. So, and you find out what works, what doesn't work. Right. And you, you also figure out how to deal with each other, right? You see each oh, yeah. other. If, there, best if there's a name worst. in the computer and the name is F, we know that Eric put it in. Or F or uh, it'll be uh, uh, collared shirt or uh, hat. <laughs> Hat. <laughs> That's you look around the bar. There's 19 guys with hats on. Hat is oh, his name. True. Gary uh, looks at me. He's all really. I'm like, man. No, this is Gary's response. Gary's response is always, "We got to have a team meeting." Yeah. <laughs> but you remember though, right? You've got that memory, so you remember who Hat is, and you remember who F is. But it doesn't help if there's. It, that's yeah, fine if yeah. only I'm here. When, when you know. You got to remember to play well with others, also. Eric's rule is, uh, we'll be in here together, and um, I, I'll walk in and, and I'll see a couple or five people at the big table, and there's you know seven drinks on that table, and I'll be like, "What are they under?" He's like, "Oh, I haven't put that in yet." Yeah. I'm all, "There's seven glasses on that table. How do you?" <laughs> He's like, "I got it. I remember." That's, that's how I do things. I'm all, that's not how we do things. Right? <laughs> Put that in the computer. They've only had three rounds so right. far. Exactly. I know. All 21 well, of those Remember beers. when I said he right. remembers every beer yeah. we've ever had for the last 15 years? Yeah. Well, I guess he remembers what they've he had does. over 10 minutes. <laughs> if I don't walk right back to the POS and put it in there, then I, I'm straddling. Yeah, yeah. And you, you remember, though. You get them, you put them in, eventually, mm-hmm. immediately. Or He'll sit there something. and stare off at space for a little bit. Then he's like, oh, yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, hey, it seems to be working for you guys. You guys are doing awesome. Uh, people love coming here, too, man. I, I'm always hearing people talk about you guys. So uh, you're doing something right, for sure. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks, man. So chupacabertaproom.com is a website. Um, so you keep your uh, tap list updated on Untapped. So people yep. can go there, see what the, see what you have. Yep. yep. Nice. It's pinned on Facebook and uh, Twitter, too. So you can always click on it or find it on Untapped, all of them. Oh, nice. Twitter? Yeah, man. Well, I don't yeah, know you guys Twitter. are learning so much shit from this interview, <laughs> what's right? What's Twitter handle? Uh, Chupacabra Tap. Hmm. And what's your uh, Instagram? Uh, Chupacabra Tap Room. Okay. All right. Excellent. We had to cut it short on Twitter because they, I don't know, bites are expensive, I guess. They limit shit us so long. Ah, okay. <laughs> yeah. You could have said, like, Chupacabra Tap Room in Mesa, Arizona. Yeah. Historic right. downtown Mesa, Arizona. <laughs> yeah. Top is. <laughs> yeah. So, guys, keep up the great work. Um, love this place. And, um, yeah. You guys are awesome. Yeah, you're welcome this. back anytime, buddy. Thank yeah. you. All right. Yeah, thanks, thanks guys. I appreciate it. Guys, thanks for listening. Don't forget, uh, first 10 people to go into Chupacabra and say that they were sent there by Tap That Easy Podcast are going to get a penny pint and get to take a glass home with them as well. So get over there quick. Let the dudes know what Tap That Easy Nation is all about. I don't know what that means, but uh, I don't like it. If you have something better for a group of people that listen to Tap That Easy, let me know. I don't think Nation is very good. It sounds too... Uh, I don't like it. So, Tap That AZ is part of the Hopped Up Network, hoppedupnetwork.com. It is a network of craft beer podcasts with the, across the country. There's about 30-something podcasts on that network right now, so go check them out, hoppedupnetwork.com. Find a new podcast. Find a podcast. Listen to some podcasts. Stay awesome. Estoy enamorado de la negra tomasa. Cuando se va de casa, triste me pongo, estoy tan enamorado de mi negra preciosa, y cuando se va de